Hey everybody, this is Davis over at Con Freaks and Geeks, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. So if you like the interviews we do with amazing guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com, or listen to it on any podcast services out there. Today... My guest today is the founder of the uh, of Anime NYC, which has become a huge anime event in the short amount of time. Uh, he is now expanding the brand down to the Dallas-Fort Worth area with the new event, Anime Frontier, from December 3rd to the 5th, where you can go to AnimeFrontier.com for more details. I would like to welcome you, uh, welcome Peter Tatara to the show. How are you doing, sir? Doing very, very well. Thank you very much for the time today. Oh, yes, it's great. Yeah, I've been meaning, I've been loving wanting to talk to someone about this show for like, when I heard about it, I was like, for ages. So this is awesome. And I didn't even know, like, you know, it's funny, like, I was like, they were, they told me I'm going to be able to talk to someone that knows the show, but didn't tell me it was you. And I was like, oh, okay. So let me just, maybe it's just the the, the showrunner and stuff, but the creator? Well, uh, yeah. Well, apologies for disappointing you. And it's just me and not like Christopher Sabat. <laughs> <laughs> no it's awesome no i, I love it I, I love it but it's no but definitely welcome and i really appreciate you take, taking your time on of this. course yeah cannot wait to chat yeah uh, oh right well first off um like like i said at the beginning this is the first year of anime frontier and uh, this is i'm assuming this is this the first this is the sister show of your bigger show uh anime nyc overall like what is the origin of wanting to start this convention up totally so as you said, we run Anime NYC right in the heart of New York City. And a big, big part of that show was building this event together with publishers. So working with Crunchyroll, Anaplex, Funimation, Bandai, Kodansha, and the other companies that are really bringing Japanese pop culture here to the U.S. After a few years of doing the show in New York, they told us, hey, like, we trust you. We can do big concerts. We can do world premiere screenings. We can bring out mangaka directors and seiyu from Japan. You know, we'd love if there are other cities or there are other states or there are other places that you could consider this that, that we could grow into as well. Um, and you know, we were honored by that and pretty much just asked, where would you like to see us? Like, if we do a sister show, where would it be? And Texas was their answer absolutely massive state huge young thriving vibrant vibrant uh fan base you know direct flights to japan both uh funimation and sentai are based right there in texas itself um and like our goal here is building a really cool anime show that brings together the kind of stuff you really only see at like an anime nyc or an anime expo um to fans down in texas I mean, you're totally right about that. It's funny because like, you know, when people think automatically, I mean, uh, most people think that it's the West side, like, you know, California is the place to go for it. But when you really seriously look at it, like you just said, Funimation, Sentai, and like most of like voice acting wise, it's centralized in yeah, Texas. Texas. Yeah, Texas has been one of the hubs for the anime industry since since like that forever. Time. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, a ADV, ADV, film. Yeah, yeah, ADV was right there, and ADV mm -hmm. turned into Sentai, like, it's right there, and Funimation's been there in DFW itself, you know, for years and years and years and years and years, and I could say years several more times, um, <laughs> right? and then because of those, the number of voice actors, voice acting studios, 
and everything else to support that. Just so, so rich in Texas. Oh no, m- most definitely. And uh, I mean, and when I heard that, like when Anime Frontier, when they, when the, when they announced that Anime Frontier was coming down, uh, I was like, oh great, we got a, we got a powerhouse coming because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because like, like you were saying, Anime Expo is the big one on the West Coast. And you also have, you know, I mean, I guess you have a series of, uh, the biggest con I would say with like uh, Otacon and and like and now I mean NMA NYC is really getting up there and it's only been like four years right for Correct. yeah this was our fourth year this year yeah and just amazed by the response and how quickly we've been able to grow oh yeah I mean it's, and, and, and I I'm, I have to admit because I I went to NMA NYC two years ago and uh, you know how to pull you definitely know how to put a show so I definitely will say that uh, <laughs> like before 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 all of the craziness but uh, yeah so is there something that NMA in, uh, Frontier will provide uh, that will set itself apart from other events yeah I I think there there are two things like as I've already said the big promise that we want to deliver to fans in Texas is access to the kind of talent and content that you typically don't see that's really only on the coasts so big premiere screenings big concerts awesome guests huge exhibits um like i think our biggest show-stopping feature this year at frontier is the attack on titan manga gallery this is an official giant gallery from kodansha comics it's the literally the, it is the center of the expo hall floor, um, and it's tracing the art, the story of Attack on Titan from its beginning to its end. Um, it debuted at Anime NYC just a week ago, and Frontier is its only other stop in the U.S. So it's absolutely brilliant, and I think just given how important Attack on Titan has been to anime community and the anime culture over the past decade like i think it's gonna make a lot of people really really happy that is yeah i definitely will agree that is very very (laughs) very i am definitely looking forward to seeing that too so uh but i mean and you yourself peter like i mean you have to be a geek in this like the uh, to to, to be able to be doing stuff like this so i'm kind of wanting to know what is your personal geekdom Oh yeah, no. I mean, you don't do this kind of stuff unless, <laughs> unless you personally enjoy it. Unless you're in love with it. Um, you know, of course, of course, anime and manga. Like I've been an anime fan since it was called Japanimation, and I had to look it up on AOL. Um, so like I- I've loved anime for a super long time. Ran anime clubs in high school and college. All that just spun up into what I'm doing now. Uh, beyond anime and manga, you know, Star Wars, Doctor Who. Everything else is out there. I used to be hyper big into Marvel Comics growing up. Uh, haven't had the time recently <laughs> to. Um, but no, like I, I, I consume all of that. Um, mm. And I'm even a big fan of The Great British Bake Off, but I've not watched last week's episode, but I hear it's tear-jerking. Tear-jerking? Oh, what? <laughs> I think someone's when Big Goes Home. That, that's what I'm hearing, but i got to watch it tonight. I've not oh. been spoiled yet. <laughs> You know, I have never seen that show, and I didn't know that there was an elimination. I thought it was like you a three-person should, thing. You should watch it. We're going to not talk about anime at all. It's been 40 <laughs> minutes of Great British Bake Off. But it is the most <laughs> delightful, charming, good-hearted reality TV show that exists. Um, and and you should you should definitely enjoy it. It is a nice cup of warm cocoa. 
that's definitely on my list now. But uh, like, uh, what kind of, what kind of anime do, or did you do you usually like, or are you a fan, or are you a fan of like uh, like isekais or anything like that, or like yeah, is there a I series mean, specifically? I'm into like I watch all sorts of stuff. Um, in the past, like I got into anime through Vampire Hunter D, Ronin Warriors, Robotech, like that kind of stuff, like the you know, late '80s or early '90s. Um, right now. Um, I just finished up Golden Kamoi, which is delightful. It is just old-timey weirdos running around the woods in ancient Japan. It's great. Um, beyond that, you know, anything else is popular I'm watching. Um, but the, the big thing, the big thing that actually started during the pandemic was One Piece. Um, mm. Oh, my God. Did you oh, catch up? Oh, 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 no, no. I, I'm, I'm around 350 right now. So, like, oh I, I still have miles to go. But... As a PSA, if you've not started watching One Piece or reading One Piece, you really should. Everything, everything that that <laughs> fans say about One Piece is true. Really? And, uh, and, yeah. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. it. <laughs> I'm kind of 50 like, like, it's funny because, like, uh, my friends for years told me, oh, you got to watch One Piece. You got to watch One Piece. And then mm-hmm. someone dared me to watch at the time i believe they were at 600 episodes dared mm-hmm. me to watch all 600 episodes and then mm-hmm. i was i was like i don't know if i have the time so i, I read all i watched all of it and i was like yeah the series is good but man that story pacing is <laughs> it's that's, really- I think that's part of what what's enjoyable like or, or it's one of the unique things about it like one piece takes its time like mm-hmm Chopper is not even introduced to like episode 70. Like this is a show that's a very, 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 very long voyage. And like when I started it, like my worry was always that, like, am I going to make it episode a thousand? And when I finally started, my methodology was like, I don't know if I'm going to get to the end, but I'm going to enjoy the ride. And I think that's what fans really appreciate it. Like each week, it's just a new adventure with this family of misfits and you know who knows where they're going to end up but it's sincerely just enjoying their company and enjoying just the the escapades the humor the the adventure that that they have together um and it's it's you know you know the true one piece is you know all all the friends they made along the way like it's just just super fun and it's incredible to like most other long-running shonen at some point it just devolves into people punching people and Luffy certainly punches a lot of people, but like it still retains just this adventure. It's not always just tournament arcs. So. Yeah, that's very true. I will give it that. It does have a lot of diversity when it comes to that. And I think like, um, I guess it's Oda-san's uh, like, you know, storytelling on each individual characters and where they came up from. Oh, which yeah. Very much are all tear jerkers for most of them. <laughs> I will say. So, so, yeah. so what are you watching now? Cause literally as the new season starts, I had to ask myself, do I watch more One Piece or do I watch this? Um, so I'm curious if there's anything <laughs> you're actively watching right now. For me, actively, uh, you know, like for the new season, I haven't really watched a lot. Uh, I, I try to, but I, it's time. It's the biggest thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you have all the time in the world when you're a kid and you're young and, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But, like, but once you're up and then you're trying to do stuff, especially, I mean, our website and your convention, you crushing with conventions and stuff. I'm just like, oh man, I don't know. But like, I but I did, I did because like one of my favorite series of all time was uh, Ronin Kenshin. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, I enter. Uh, I showed my uh, my girlfriend like what I loved about it, and and I love that kind of that samurai age mm-hmm. of stuff. So so Kenshin was my go to, especially with the Shishio story arc. I love that uh, uh, and stuff. But like, uh, and then uh, she showed me. Um, she's showing me this one on Netflix called uh, "Comey Can't Communicate." Yes, yeah, that just started, yeah. Yeah, and I will admit that show is hilarious, and it's very, but because uh, uh, I'm not a big, I'm usually not a fan of Slice of Life like that, or mm-hmm. School Every Day, you know, that kind of thing. But this one is definitely, definitely uh, got my interest. It's really, really good. Yeah, I know, the manga was aptly acclaimed, and, like, looking at the anime, my wife's watching that too, and, like, mm-hmm. it's it's a delight. I would definitely p- urge folks to check out that and the uh, way of the house husband was also very good too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, not the anime, but the manga is really good, <laughs> but that's awesome. That's great. Uh, it's man, but that's cool. Finding like another OG anime fans. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, with this event, uh, with anime frontier itself, that was announced this year. Um, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty big inaugural show. Um, especially for the DFW area. Uh, what made y'all decide, to pull all the stops and create a show. Well, I guess you really answered that, really. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think the goal f- from day zero was wanting to build the kind of event that fans in tep- Texas don't typically have access to. So, like, absolutely thrilled to be working with publishers, including Crunchyroll, Anaplex, Viz, Funimation, Kodansha, to do really cool content at the show. We've got over twenty just top top shelf voice actors um from dragon ball from my hero from one piece attack on titan and more um so like it's it's giving fans like the kinds of stuff that that i love the kinds of stuff i know that fans in just massive cities like new york love and giving them the chance to to enjoy and celebrate this too um like beyond go ahead Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I was just thinking about it. I was like, the one thing that you're definitely introducing it that I have to say that I really appreciate is the fact of exactly what you were saying earlier, that you're bringing not just the fandom, um, because that's the cool. I mean, going to a, a normal anime event is great because people are fans of everything of or of something in the anime world, but you're also bringing the big houses behind it, the publishers, yeah. the, the, the stuff like that, too, which is very very rare actually it's very rare you could really count the conventions that do that on one hand almost so so like uh like it's a little bit like so i definitely appreciate that that's uh we're finally having an event in texas that's like that uh we don't we have never had something like haven't had something that you're very very welcome and and i think you know what the publishers are doing are awesome this year a ton of super cool screenings you know awesome exhibits i will say though like because of this being the pandemic year i think just our promise of de- delivering the event is it's half delivered this year. Like the other big piece, the other big piece that we need to make sure we, we provide to fans in Texas is beyond just cool voice actors and, and awesome screenings and events. It's bringing out just amazing talent from Japan. Um, that's a little bit difficult right now, but as we get into 2022, that's so much a part of next year's show to have awesome Japanese musical talent, awesome Japanese voice actors, just the kind of just guests of honor that are real showstoppers, mm. um, getting them to Texas where I know they're going to have an amazing time and fans are going to just be delighted with them. 
that. Is there something that like anime that anime frontier will provide that itself apart from other events, like something that will that it's that the event itself will provide that's that that no one else con could say that they could do that same thing. So I think beyond like it's I think there are two things that we're looking at doing. So the first is that level of talent, that level of content, that level of exhibit that you typically don't see in Texas. The other thing that we strive for is just a more professional show, um, an event that is, you know, very thoroughly put together. Like one of the the simple things is like we mail badges out. And I know like that's not a thing that every single con does. So as long as you order in advance, your badges are mailed right to you. You, you take that badge, you go right on in. Like no, no lines, no nothing like that. So it's both amazing talent, amazing things to do, but also ideally a, a little bit easier, friendlier experience as you're getting to the show. Oh yeah. Uh, have you ever attended? I'm assuming. Are you based in New York itself? Like uh Yep, so I'm up yep, I'm up here in New York. We've got uh other staff down in Texas, but yeah, I'm uh right here in New York City. Okay, so you've done like New York Comic Con and how mm-hmm. the how basically how Manhattan basically shuts down from it. But yeah, like uh just the mailing alone is just like it, it it's such a convenience instead of dealing with the line itself. So that does go a long way. I totally agree with that. Was there was it there was an NYCC this year, right? I wasn't really sure. Oh yes. Yeah, so, so yes, there was a New York Comic Con. Um general yeah, just same general time frame. So early October. Oh, okay. So it was all I mean, I know because most events events and conventions are kind of pushed to the back of the year this yep, year. It's I think all. isn't San Diego Comic Con over Thanksgiving weekend this year? Oh my god. Uh I have gotten uh, we do another podcast and we've gotten in conversation on that alone and we're like, man, like we I know San Diego Comic Con is the grandfather of all conventions, but to say that they feel that they that there is something for Black Friday weekend, that's that's a uh, that's a that's a that's a pretty uh that's a that's an OG move I will say that mm-hmm. but but we'll see send it, yeah but uh we'll uh, yeah we'll see uh we I uh, we have someone that's going down over there and we're like uh, we're really curious about how that event's going to be like but yeah totally but yeah I think you're seeing like every single weekend from now until New Year's like it's just jam packed where any event that was anywhere in the first two quarters of the year just relocated so you've got two three four shows some weekends and yeah it's busy but also like it's i'm thankful they're there like dude a year ago we had no we had no clue would we ever set foot in a convention center again like (laughs) would our would our lives just become this are we just over zoom doing everything um what is the uh biggest thing that you, like i mean like overall like i mean with manyc y'all's y'all's convention didn't really move much from what y'all normally uh you know do it right y- y'all are basically usually in november correct correct yeah so we were fortunate with our timing like we were able to hold our original dates so that like we of course canceled last year's show but this year's show has always been you know in november so we stuck those uh through uh in 2021 Oh, okay, so that was yeah, that's very true, and that actually kind of leads to my next question though, because I know that this year has been pretty unconventional uh, when it comes to doing an anime convention due to the obvious reasons. Uh, so, uh, do you know if like Anime Frontier is planning on doing in the future events later in the year around the same time, or is there is there a plan on making it a little bit kind of you know spread out from the end of the yeah, year? Yeah, great question. So, you know, of course, Anime Frontier isn't a one off; it will be returning in twenty twenty two. Uh, and we've been actually looking at both options. We've been looking at 
do we keep the show in December or do we move it back to its original home? Um, when we were launching it before COVID, it was a late spring show. Um, and all of our discussions, actually, um, while it was origi- originally late spring, the response has been December. Ve- the response has been that December was very, very, very favorably uh, looked at. I think late spring, you've got just so many other events, both in Texas and around the country. When to do an event in, in early December, the only other big thing that's going on is uh, anime. NYC, so I'm only <laughs> making it a difficult thing for myself. Um, but I would expect to return um, next December rather than uh, in May or June, probably. Yeah, having a late year event here would would be great because uh, I think the uh, what would the big powerhouse be here? I think it's a uh, Acon is one is a big one. That's the one of the originals, uh, and yep, then you yeah. also got. Yeah, and then Anime Matsuri down in Houston, and then there's also San Japan, which mostly, like you were saying, mostly in the front. The yeah, front. All, yeah, all three of those. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, but like all three of those, like they're, they're early, mid, and late summer. And I think like while we're coming into Texas, like our goal sincerely is not to displace any other event. Like we're hoping to offer something different, but we want to be good neighbors. We want to make sure we're someplace on the calendar where we you know, don't overlap or we aren't uh, competitive. So I think, again, like December, we're far, far away for, from all of those guys. Mm-hmm. So a lot more breathing room. No, I think it'd be, yeah, I think it's a good, uh, a good idea. It's also <laughs> a, good idea uh, a little bit less warm. So <laughs> a, little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit nicer cosplay weather. Do you like the, do you like the cold or do you like the, uh, like a, for a cooler, a cooler, uh, uh, time when you're at the events or like, oh, I mean, it depends. so I think, well, I mean, December in Texas, not December in New York. Um, that is a good but, point. but I think like December in Texas is a little bit more conducive to, to hanging out outside than if we were end of June, uh, think that might be a little bit too extreme. So really sticky. December dates, <laughs> yeah, December dates give us a little bit more niceness when it comes to walking around outside. That's a very good point. I would definitely will say that. I, it has been for me. It's like right now, it's short wearing season, so I'm definitely, exactly. I'm definitely up for you. Uh, is uh, this event looks like a this? I mean, this event overall looks very loaded uh, already, and uh, y'all have a very strong guest list uh, on top of all the different kinds of things happening all weekend. I mean, you got a pachinko area for crying out loud, which I am definitely going to be checking out. I cannot <laughs> wait for like, like, look, like it's we've got you know premiere screenings we've got you know the entire lead cast of demon slayer but the the thing (laughs) the thing i am most excited about is the pachinko fest and and (laughs) that's that's still a thing you don't like you don't see at every single show and like it's it's a dude in the dfw area who's a super big pachinko nerd um and i'm just personally personally really thrilled to to present Pachinko Fest at Anime Frontier, um, and might even like want to look at how does that uh, how do I bring that up to New York? As you don't you don't see that at very many places, and it's you know, super cool, super niche, super awesome, and all of the Pachinko games there, like they're anime theme. It's Ava, it's Danganronpa, it's it's you know Haruhi. It's just over the top, you know, stimulation and awesome. 
Yeah. When I went to Japan, you're, I mean, like, it's surprising, like, oh, how yeah. many brands of Chipachinko there are from from very popular anime series. Like, I totally, yep. totally right. And I think that, like, I really think that you're right. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, events that do Pachinko parlors like that. And I, and uh, and my friend show, taught me how to play it. And then ever since I pl- started playing it, I'm like, oh, God, I really want to play some more, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Uh What I'm more surprised about is that you found someone locally uh, that does this normally. It's, that it's that's impressive. Pure serendipity. Like he's a collector. This is what he loves. This is this is what he's an otaku of. Um, but like absolutely thrilled. And again, like I think only growing from there to to do more games in the future with him, and you know hopefully have him out in New York too. Wow, that is so that's so great. So you'd say the 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 can't miss for attendees is the pachinko parlor. I like. Yeah, that. yeah. Like <laughs> this is just a pachinko convention, and then maybe maybe watch Demon Slayer with a cast talk show afterwards. But like pachinko, that that's like what I tell anyone when they go to a convention is like, yes, there's this stuff you know you're going to love. Like you know, I don't need to tell anyone to to go see Zeno Robinson. Or to to go to our, our like Promare fan screening, like that stuff you already know you're gonna like. But like the big thing I really really encourage anyone to do is get out of that comfort zone and, and go to a panel you don't know about, or go check out something that that you just have no clue what it is. As like conventions are such an amazing place and an amazing opportunity to discover what is your new favorite anime or what is your new passion. And, you know, you don't got many chances to play Pachinko in the U.S. So (laughs) make sure you stop by the Pachinko Festival. That is great. That is definitely great. And I mean, and uh, when you run a show like this, uh, uh, like, what do you like yourself, uh, like, naturally gravitate towards? Like, I mean, be it cosplay, anime, manga, etc. Like, what like, what do you like when you go to a show? Even if it's not even your show, let's say that, like, if you go somewhere else. It probably makes sense given like how we build the show. Like I'm always into what the publishers are doing, what their new announcements are, what are their premieres they're doing, what you know, ex- what like early looks they're presenting. You know, are there big guests from Japan? Are there any concerts from Japan? Like that's the that's the super rare stuff at conventions that I love. Um, as I think, you know, anything like that, that's a a once in a lifetime moment especially if it is a a premiere like it's only you and the you know the thousand other people in the room that are sharing this experience or you know if it's a a big guest from japan like that's a once in a lifetime moment both for you and and that guest um and like those are the things that you you carry with you and you remember that's very very true uh very true like i mean like like what i mean just mnyc two weeks ago didn't y'all uh, do a premiere of uh a Blade Runner? Uh, so we didn't actually do a premiere of Blade Runner. Blade Runner is already airing on Adult Swim and, and uh, Crunchyroll, but we had the director. So we had Shinji Aramaki, the director of Blade Runner Black Lotus, out as a special guest where he was talking about Black Lotus plus Maddox, Bubblegum Crisis, all the other stuff he's worked on. Um, we also had the composer of My Hero Academia out to introduce an official my hero academia concert um both of which were like two of the the biggest highlights of the show and both of which i'm entirely amazed and baffled that that both of those guests were able to actually come from japan this year um given all the the hardships and difficulty with uh quarantines with covid 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean that's that's quite impressive. That you got you got those creators. I mean, cre- oh, uh, oh, I'm baffled by it, amazed by it. Um, <laughs> and so no, no Japanese creators on the ground in Texas for first year frontier. They'll absolutely be there in year two. But what's cool, um, again, a ton of U.S. voice actors, and we do have various giveaways from Japanese talent. So while they're not physically in the building. They've got messages for fans. There's actually like signed uh, shikishi autograph boards that were given out in some panels. So doing what we can to to plant some breadcrumbs. Um, but uh, well, I will say this though. Yeah. But like you're uh, like I said, like you have a very strong list of characters. I mean, like you said, you got Sean Schimmel, uh, Chris Sabat, uh, uh, like Zach Aguilar, Zena Robinson. That's just the name of few. Robbie Draymond, which I was like, wow, dang. And uh, 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 but like. I'm just saying that, like, is this what is this what is this the norm for, like, you know, this oh, that yeah, kind yeah. of starts with the cast, yeah. or so, yeah, is, so I think this is what you'll see. Like, that's the kind of talent we'll, we'll have any year. Like, the only thing in the future, it's this plus more. It's this layer plus next year that layer of oh, holy crap! I can't believe you know this manga is coming from Japan or this voice actor is coming from Japan. So like that's that's the big thing that is I think, you know, the, the rarest thing you can see at a show and that true once in a lifetime moment that never ever happens again. So that's a that's what's already well underway for twenty twenty two. Yeah, and I mean, and that's not even including your the new uh, a new world concert for Final Fantasy, and that's just oh yeah. So so <laughs> like beyond the the guests and the sh- and, and stuff like that, uh, I think we've got a few really special events we're, we're proud of. Uh, the the show is ending on Sunday with a new world intimate music from Final Fantasy, which is an official live Final Fantasy chamber music uh, concert. Brilliant. Um, it's played around the world. Very excited to have it uh, for fans at Anime Frontier. Completely free event. No additional ticket for that needed. And then to kick off the event on Friday, I've got a special um, screening of Promare. The Studio Trigger, absolutely gonzo, uh, fire rescue, just insanity film um, from G-Kids. And like the, the cool thing with that is before we canceled um, because of COVID in 2020, Promare was our kickoff. So like I'm just personally really happy to, to keep that there as our Friday night. Like, you know, the movie is a little bit more accessible now than it used to be, but I feel like Promare and the following is, is almost like the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, for anime fans. So can't wait for just all of the ruckus and all of the noise and all of the screaming when uh, when we air Promare on Friday night. Yeah, man, it's just like man, you just it's uh, it's insane and just with all the stuff you got you got set up for this, it's crazy to me. But uh, uh, and I really like like I said, like I don't have time usually for convention like anime conventions as much anymore, but like. You have no idea, like how much how excited I am to see this coming here. So this is really, really cool. Uh, originally, I was going to go to anime, anime NYC later this year, but I had to go somewhere else <laughs> uh, for it, unfortunately. So, no, I'm definitely, I definitely like your brand. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait for you to be there. Um, uh, and I think this part, not so much for the podcast, but just for you, like any. Any giveaways, any comp badges you want, let us know. Like, super happy to set up, like, a bunch of free tickets for for your fans, followers, what have you. Like, uh, 
super excited for your passion. I want to make sure anyone that's listening, like give them some opportunities to come as well. Oh no, definitely appreciate that. Yeah, but yeah, we're definitely yeah, but like uh, uh, yeah, like unfortunately, like me as the fan going to it, it's like oh, go they have to go. But I'm I'm there. Uh, I am I already got a press pass. I'm real, and I'm definitely ready to to be to be covering it. So definitely going to be be there <laughs> personally. But uh, but I will say this though, like uh, and I'll probably merge these last these two questions though, since they're virtually the same. But uh, uh, but because of because of COVID itself, but setting up a brand new event uh, like with the pandemic restrictions for Anime Frontier and because it was delayed uh, canceled last year, uh, must have been insanely challenging. Like how di- like two uh, I guess this is a two parter. Like what was one of the hardest things to do when setting up this event? Uh, this event and secondly. How differently did you need to approach things to set it up, like uh, uh, so, so it can be made or? For yeah, it be made yeah. Uh, it was difficult. It was difficult. <laughs> um, any event we do, we really try to have a twelve-month window. Like mm-hmm. we really hope to spend a year crafting something. Like for Anime NYC twenty twenty two, we've already started big picture stuff for what we need to deliver for that. Um, so hopefully we spend a year making something because of COVID significantly last time, um, significantly less time as we didn't, again, we didn't even know if conventions could return. And I think it wasn't until late spring, early summer, when you started to see things really open up, um, when you started to see vaccines come out that we, that we realized Yes, like there is a there's a path to an event this year. So like the, the biggest change and the biggest struggle was just the, the the shortened timeline. The other piece with that that um, continues to be ever so fun is everything with COVID continues to shift. Like what is the best practice? Where where are we, you know, as a people? What what do we need to do? What are the local regulations? Yeah, that will shift every few weeks. So even if, even if we did something in June, you know, we might need to redo that again in September, and then in October. So it was a short amount of time, redoing a lot of work as things shifted. Um, the other thing that that's honestly a struggle that's outside of our hands, like all of the supply chain just disruptions that I think everyone is seeing definitely hits the comic-con and anime-con world too be it you know vendors not being able to get access to stuff for their booths um or us just as we're seeking out show supplies you know a lot of our our vendors you know sold out and having no ability to replenish so like it's you know let us to be creative as we tried to find solutions for things Wow, so like I mean, I didn't even I didn't even really think about the vendor uh about vendor side of all of this, but uh, yeah, that must have been pretty. Uh, oh yeah, like I mean, <laughs> especially for an anime convention where so much of the goods on that expo floor are from Japan, and I think one of the biggest areas where you're seeing disruptions is in global shipping. So if you've got product, you know, on a on a boat coming across the Pacific from Tokyo. Like there, there are delays every step of the way, so it, it's a significant thing we're seeing with a lot of companies, um, just across the entire you know anime pop culture world in the U.S. is just getting access to get the stuff. 
especially on time at that. Oh, totally. And, and but like, what's cool though is, I think over the past two years, as people have had more time at home, everyone has just had more time for their nerdy hobbies. And you're seeing comic stores, anime stores, publishers, all that. Like the interest and the amount of sales, the amount of fans is like nothing like anything they've seen before. Um, so like it, it, it's been a terrible time for the entire planet. But like I think you know, the silver lining for us in, in nerddom is so many other people have just discovered what this stuff is and have sought it for you know for a break and a vacation from from everything else going out there. That's very true. Uh, and I'm kind of curious though because I mean I guess because like I uh, uh, we usually do like uh, we over at conflictsgeeks.com we go to several different events throughout the throughout the uh, the states and uh, we have it but we've been sidelined because of this uh, because of the pandemic obviously but uh, like. I was wondering with a show like Anime NYC, like with uh, and y'all just did it to what a week ago, uh, yes. uh, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah, like how how good, like I mean, how big was that turnout uh, overall? Like, was it like amazing, like surprisingly it, amazing, it or was, what? It was amazing. It was actually our largest show yet. Um, so it was absolutely incredible, um, and it was more fans than in previous years. And our biggest challenge and something we should have understood more is because there's not been a big show like this in two years, the demand and the excitement from fans was far greater than than any time else. So everyone got there very early on Friday, all at the same time. Um, and there were, you know, not going to deny it, there were major issues with move-in on Friday to get people in. In a, in a reasonable time frame. Um, we repaired a lot of that for Saturday and Sunday, but just absolutely overwhelmed with the passion and the response from fans wanting to come back to an event like this. So like our our biggest goal now as we go to 2022 for, for NYC is additional infrastructure to accommodate all that. Like so, so happy to be a home for more fans never but with more fans coming and more fans wanting to do more, it's going to mean different technologies around ticket releases, around ticket lotteries, around distribution methods, entry points, all those kinds of things. As you know, we want this to be an amazing experience for everyone who comes through our doors. Um, and and if it's not, you know, we've not done something right. So it'll be a, a big rebuilding year as we make <laughs> it, you know, even more incredible next time out. Back to normal. And I'd have to say, I mean, if anyone's, uh, any folks have ever been to Javits Center, I mean, I loved going to Javits Center. <laughs> it's, it's such a, uh, uh, it's a huge spot. <laughs> and just to say that, like, y'all were overwhelmed, it's a, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not a bad problem to have, but at the same it, time, it, it, it's, is a, like, it is a problem. It is a problem. The, yeah, yeah. If you were one of the fans outside, it was mm-hmm. a problem. And, like, don't want to make light of that. Want to make sure we remedy it for, for all of those fans as, yeah, this is a show for them. And but the biggest thing is, like you know, yeah. you're totally right. When you're to to especially accommodating for the fans is very, very, very good. Uh, uh, overall, uh, overall towards it. Uh, just a matter of just it's a matter of just you know getting the right ratio. You know, going yep. <laughs> going in really. So, um, 
Oh, okay. Well, that is that is awesome. Like I said, guys, like uh, uh, Anime Frontier. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, I mean, well, obviously, uh, well, you like oh, to plug more on Anime, Anime Frontier. Frontier. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the only thing to, to, to plug is like, you know, it's, no, uh, sorry, uh, what, do you, what month are we in anymore? <laughs> so <laughs> Anime Frontier is December 3rd through 5th, right in the uh, Fort Worth Convention Center in downtown Fort Worth. Tickets are available online. They'll be available at the door. Also, if you want to support local businesses, we've got tickets available at different comic shops and anime shops throughout DFW. Um, any ticket you buy from a local retailer, they keep a little bit of. Um, so if you've got a favorite comic store or favorite anime shop, see if they got tickets. Uh, you buy from them, you support them, and you support us. Oh, that is awesome, guys. Yeah, folks, like I said, uh, definitely go check out Anime Frontier. This is going to be a really, it's going to be, I feel it's going to be a very good event, a very big event to definitely grow on in the local DFW area. So, yeah, so definitely go check out AnimeFrontier.com or go to local the uh, any local dealers uh, in the area to check them out. Um, uh, Peter, thank you so much for stopping by. Really, really appreciate geeking out with you, man. You're very, very <laughs> welcome, dude. Like, always a pleasure. Um this frankly has been a vacation from anime frontier planning. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah. And hopefully if uh, there's no other takeaway, uh, hopefully you start great British bake off. <laughs> we'll definitely, uh, you know what? A Thanksgiving, maybe it's like after the Thanksgiving <laughs> meal. Perfect time to be like, okay, let's time to Netflix and chill a little bit. So we'll be... that's perfect. I think that's the recipe <laughs> right there. Guys, yeah, but guys, thank you so much for checking us out over at Pop Culture Gems. As always, we are we are uh, we are on all podcast services. But if you'd like to check out everything else that we like to do, go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com. So this is Davis signing out. Y'all take it easy.